And Clark Harris will snap it back to Kevin Huber for the win. The snap, the put down, the swing of the right leg. Yeah, it's on its way. Yeah, it is yeah. good. Yeah. Coffin nails. Bam, bam, bam. That is unbelievable. 54 and 52 at the gun. That is unrealism right there. And the Bengals advance to the final four AFC Championship game, Dan. We'll try to win it here for 45. Pepper snap. Is a little high pulled on by Wisnowski. Robbie Gold has it away. And it is good! Robbie Gold has kicked the 49ers to victory here in Green Bay. The golden leg of Robbie Gold going to an NFC championship game. Matt Gay with four seconds on the clock will attempt a 30-yard field goal from the left hash. Hits it with the right foot. Kick on its way. It is through. It is good. Matt Gay brings it home. Los Angeles will host the NFC Championship game next Sunday at SoFi Stadium. 36-36 tie in overtime. Chiefs first down and goal to go. Mahomes looks to throw it. Pump faking right side. He wants it. A comeback. It is caught by Kelsey. Touchdown. Kansas City. One of the greatest duos in the history of the National Football League. Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey on a push fake comeback. And the Chiefs have won this incredible divisional playoff game in overtime. Back to the press box with Tyler Bischoff and NSMA Nevada Sports Writer of the Year, Ed Graney. Four walk-off wins last week. Are we going to be let down by the entertainment factor of these games this week? Well, to compare them probably would be unfair because there's no chance they're going to match those. Right? Robbie Gold kicking him to the Super Bowl. The golden foot? Is that what he said? Golden golden, leg. Golden leg. Which, by the way, you got to do better than that. Yeah, like we're giving a his name is Gold. It's kind of a layup, like Robbie Golden Leg. Yeah, it's kind of a layup. Don't do the Golden Leg of Robbie Gold. Right. Come on, come on. We got to do better than that. Let's go. I just thought it was Gould. Color analyst Robbie Gold. <laughs> Never missed Gould. a playoff kick. Ellie Gould. It's spelled the same way <laughs> as right. Elliot Gould. Exactly. You're exactly right. I don't know who Ellie Gould is. Elliot. Elliot. Not who's, Ellie. Who's Elliot, Elliot Gould. Gould. <laughs> who's that? Ellie Gould. Who's Elliot Gould. I don't know what MASH is. Uh, Friends. Oh, I've seen Friends. The Long Kiss Goodnight. I don't know what that is. Have you ever seen Cowboy Bebop the cartoon? No. Okay, never mind. I, I, I'm, I'm grasping at straws here. I've seen Friends, though. He's, uh, Monica's, He's Monica's dad. and Ross's dad. You got a mustache? No, that's, no, that's Tom Selleck. Selleck. Oh, Ew. Right. That was Monica's boyfriend. <laughs> You're getting weirdly incestuous over there. I don't know what's happening. Do you know Tom Selleck? Well, I, now I you know do. the guy with the mustache. You know the friends. guy with the mustache and friends. That's Tom Selleck, exactly. <laughs> All right, 49ers have beaten the Rams six straight times. Do you think that matters? Is that real? Like the idea? Of Sean McVay was asked this week if Kyle Shanahan is in his head. McVay said no. Uh, but do you think that's real? That the Rams just they can't beat this team. That this is just a bad matchup. Well, it might be a bad matchup, but I don't know if they're in their head because I think the Rams are going to win. Um, but six straights a lot. Uh, so maybe they're thinking about it. Here's the thing. They might be thinking about it if they get down. 
Like, if they get down 7-0 or 10-0, then it's creeps in mind. It's like, oh, my God, can we beat these guys? I think this time if they get up 17-0, then they'll be okay. They're not going to blow it this time. I don't think they'll blow it this time. But if they get down, it start, I think it starts creeping in, right? If you get down by two scores, like, here we go again with these guys? They're not uh, Patrick Mahomes over there on the, no. on the field <laughs> no, with I'd his like heart to rate say they have. going below is no. the normal. The interesting part is that the Rams had that 17 nothing lead on the 49ers in the last game of the regular season. And they, it's the first time that Sean McVay has lost a game when he had a lead at halftime. Like McVay was undefeated and outside of that game still is undefeated when the Rams have a halftime lead, which is kind of an incredible stat because that means even if they let a game 14, 13 at halftime, they they still win. Um, so that, that one's interesting because that's one where the Rams, they got out in front and they were probably one play like Ben Brown joined us. They were one play from just sealing up that game against the 49ers in regulation. And they didn't make just that one play at any point in the second half. And they end up losing in overtime. I think the Rams are better than the 49ers, but I do believe that that six and oh has some significance because I you do, mean in their heads, not, not necessarily in their heads, but just simply that the 49ers well, are, might ba- be are a bad matchup, bad matchup for right. the Rams that what the 49ers do can, is something that the Rams for whatever reason can't beat that the Rams can go to Tampa Bay and beat the Buccaneers that the Rams can win the NFC West. But when playing this specific team, for whatever reason, the matchup is bad for them. And I, I believe that exists in football, especially when we're not talking about Dominant quarterback play, like dominant quarterback play, is the thing that can usually sort of override matchup problems, right. right? When you've got an awesome quarterback, yeah, okay, who cares what you do? So I do think there's some significance there, even if the Rams is better. Because here's the thing: the Rams, do they have the best roster in the NFL? We count the quarterback. I mean, yeah. I mean, overall, with that defensive front and some of those defensive players, yeah. I mean, I think they can make an argument they do. So, like, I, I tend to believe that. Like, I think. Obviously, they don't have the best quarterback, and obviously right. Stafford's not Mahomes or Rodgers or Brady or whatever, but roster-wise, top to bottom, they're probably the best. And the fascinating part of the Rams is they were built by just trading away their picks. Like, when there's a good player that's available, they're like, all right, we'll take him. Right. And they trade away their picks. They don't like, have many picks left. They haven't drafted in the first round right. for, what is it, like three years in a row, and they've traded away their next four yep. or something like that? Maybe more than three years Maybe. in a row. But I'm like, going to go double check. They've basically decided yeah, first round picks. That's not valuable. Go get us Aaron Donald, Von Miller, right. Matt Stafford, whoever it is. Like anytime there's a good player, somebody better than what they currently have available. Like, yeah, we'll trade for that guy. What do you want for him? Yeah, we'll do that. No worries. Which is a fascinating way to build a team. Given that most NFL teams try to build through the draft. Right. And hoarding first round picks. Cause right. we, we talk about a lot on this show. The most valuable thing you can have is a great quarterback on a rookie contract. Right. And you usually get those guys in the first round, right? right? That's where you normally find those. And But that also applies to other positions. If you can get a good edge rusher, if you can get a great wide receiver that's on a rookie contract, you're paying this guy $5 million instead of $20 million or whatever. Or if you can get him in the fourth round like Max Crosby. That helps too. If you can pay these guys significantly less than what they're producing – that's the best way to build a good roster because it allows you to spend more money in free agency. It allows you to miss, honestly, is what it does. It allows you, if you've got a great quarterback who's making $6 because he's on his rookie contract, it allows you to miss on other positions. The problem with the Raiders we've seen, they have zero margin for error. If they're going to put together a contender, they miss a ton. They've got a hit on everything. Right. And they haven't done that. 
haven't come close to no. doing that. So when you have a good quarterback on that rookie contract, you can miss on other things. The thing with the Rams is they haven't drafted anybody in the first round. And what did did we find out how long it's been, Jared? No, sorry, I was looking up pictures of Elliot Gould. Okay, <laughs> it's been a long time, and so it's interesting because they've been able to do it with just guys that are good that are making a lot of money. And when you don't miss on them, it works out pretty well, right? When you bring in Von Miller and he's great right away, it works out pretty well. So it's an and it's a fascinating way to, way to build your team. And I'd be curious to see how many other teams start. I was going to say, I was going to say the copycat league, like most of them, how many teams would be willing to do this given first round picks seem to be so coveted by these teams. Like they, they, they pawn over these first round picks. They want more first round picks. That would be a complete change in ideology and thinking of how to do something. And I don't know a lot of teams would dive into that. It's a very NBA way to build a team. And I, I don't think many teams would do it. I think Rams could win the Super Bowl this year and, Whatever the players they traded for, Stafford, Von Miller, all of them could just they could be the the superstars of the game, right? right? One of them wins Super Bowl MVP. They could win the Super Bowl this year, and I don't think that a lot of teams would say that's how we're no. going to start no. doing it. I think most teams are still going to covet those draft picks and decide that's that's how we're going to do it. We'd rather have more draft picks than less draft picks. We'd rather trade away our best players yep. for high draft picks because that's how we build a team. Okay, so 2016, they drafted Jared Goff. 2017, they traded away to draft Jared Goff. 2018, they traded for Brandon Cooks. 2019, they traded back in order to get second and third round picks from Atlanta. 2020 and 2021, they traded for Jalen Ramsey. 2022 and 2023, they traded for Matt Stafford. Their next pick will be in two years. Yeah, Their next first round pick? Yes. Okay. They will have made a first round pick in 2016. And they're twenty twenty four four. I mean, they're not making it in twenty twenty four. They're trading that yeah. for Hunter Renfro. I mean, as of right now, if they if they <laughs> don't win, if they don't win, call frigate. They call the Packers. They go. All right, we'll give you our twenty twenty four, twenty twenty five, and twenty twenty six first round picks for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be funny if they did that. But that's. I mean, that's how they built their team, and it's Hunter fascinating. And Cooper. <laughs> Yeah, get them both over there. That'll be great. But like, eh, maybe Max Crosby. They'll give him a first for Max Crosby. Yeah. How old's Von Miller? He's kind of old. Yes, he doesn't have he doesn't have a lot of years left. Go get Max Crosby. All right, instead. I'll look up Von Miller's age. That should be a little bit easier, I I would assume, than the other ones there. So they're interesting there. And by the way, on the the matchup here, Von Miller's only thirty two. That's old. That's ancient. The matchup here on 49ers Rams. This was interesting. Blitz rates during the regular season. Tampa Bay blitz 35% of the time, Arizona 34% of the time. Those were the second and third highest marks in the NFL. Those are the two teams that Matthew Stafford has beaten. The 49ers blitz rate was 20% this year. That ranked uh, fourth lowest in the NFL this season. The 49ers get pressure without blitzing, and that's when Matt Stafford throws most of his interceptions. When you blitz, you'll get some pressure, but when you blitz, it's a lot easier to beat it with the pass. If yes. you get the pass away in time, if you recognize the blitz, that's where Stafford's apparently been very good this year. It's when teams have gotten pressure without blitzing. And if the 49ers can do that, the 49ers probably win this game. Do the Raiders rank below San Francisco in blitz rate? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure they were last. Okay. I, I'll, I'll double check that. 30 I'm, I'm pretty sure they finished this year. I would have to go back, but I thought they tied with somebody for last. It happens. So 31st. Tied for 31st? Is that what we're going with there? 
tied for 31st. But yeah, I mean, you just, you don't blitz. Let's see here. The lowest blitz rate in the NFL, the Las Vegas Raiders uh, at 12%. Gussie. Gus isn't a blitzer. The Eagles were second to last at 16%. Ah, okay. See, I was wrong. Uh, Titans, 49ers, Texans, all in the 19% range. So not blitzing a lot can be very good as long as you can still get pressure on the quarterback, which the Raiders actually did. They did a pretty good job getting pressure this year. They didn't convert a lot to sacks. They probably should have had a higher sack rate based on their pressure rate this season, but they did a pretty good job there, which we tie this back to the Raiders. Does Josh McDaniels like Gus Bradley? I was, God, I was just thinking that. Would he move on from Gus Bradley? I almost feel like you have to. Regardless of how much better the defense was improved, it still, A, wasn't a good defense, and B, if you are the Raiders, you have to beat the Chiefs, and you're not beating the Chiefs playing cover three. Right. We saw two examples of that this year. So maybe if Gus Bradley says, all right, when we play Kansas City, we're going to play cover two with <laughs> We'll change everything just right. for those two games or cover four, whatever you're going to end up playing there. But I have to imagine just so, even though Gus Bradley improved the defense, just solely based on that one matchup, because that's the team you've got to beat, right. right? Because that's a divisional opponent. I almost feel like you can't have Gus Bradley because you're going to get beat or at the very least you can't have Jonathan Abram. Okay. I think it's more <laughs> Gus Bradley. I think he'd want, I think he'd want his own coordinators. Probably. I, I do, too. Want his own cor- and there's nothing wrong with that. No. You're, you're the head coach, and you want your own guys. Yeah. Coming up next, we're going to the World Cup. Bischoff's Briefs. Speaking as an extremely clever person, I feel a bit personally attacked by the concept of an evil genius. Anti-intellectualism is rife in the world today, encouraged no small amount by a media concerned that their advertisers claims that their breakfast cereal induces hallucinogenic bliss and woodland creatures might not hold up to rigorous academic study. Bischoff's Briefs. Well, let's see how far your f- street smarts and common sense get you when you need someone to figure out how to turn a city-sized clot of oceanic waste plastic into drinkable water and hospital-grade insulin. Bischoff's Briefs. Just because I'm smarter than everyone else doesn't mean I look down on people. Someone has to make my sandwiches. Just because I can envision a vastly more efficient society with myself as absolute dictator doesn't mean I want to go to that amount of trouble. Just because I ordered the installation of an oubliette in my basement doesn't mean I have sinister intentions for it. Bischoff's Briefs. So stop asking questions and get your jackhammer out. You know what's great about our soccer team? That we're in the World Cup? Not yet. Close, but not yet. Yesterday, they played El Salvador. They won one nothing. I did not one think nothing. I did not think they played all that well. I didn't think it was like a dominating performance. Like I thought the United States could have played much better. But the expected goals in that game were 2.8 to 0.2. <sighs> El Salvador, like thinking back on it, El Salvador had like two legitimate chances to score over the course of 90 minutes. That's phenomenal. Like we yeah. were, we were under virtually no pressure the entire game. Like there was virtually no real chance that we were giving up a goal the entirety of that game, which is phenomenal. And to have an expected goals of almost three is very good. We didn't score as many goals as we should have, right? Like that's probably the only real major issue from that game is that we didn't score two or three goals. We only scored one time, but one time was enough because we were never giving up a goal in that game. Also, the thing that I love about it, Christian Pulisic might have been our worst player yesterday. Really? He did not have a good game. He did not have any sort of big impact 
on that game whatsoever. And yet surprising. We still dominated and won the game. Now, again, it's El Salvador, but to have our best player effectively do nothing, he can't see subbed out in, I don't know, the 65th minute or something like that. To have our best player do nothing for essentially an hour and still be significantly better than El Salvador is fun to watch. Because again, I walked away from that game thinking we didn't play very well, right? But we got three points. That's fine. But then you look back and it's like, well, we were never in any danger. Our best player sucked. And we still kind of dominated this team. Like, that's why I'm kind of excited. Like our best player yesterday, the guy who scored was Anthony Robinson. There's like, if you ask me to list off the best players for the United States, I don't know if he's in the top. He's not in the top five. I mean, he's, he's the starting left back because for some reason, Greg Berhalter didn't bring another left back into this camp right now. That's strange, but he's going to be the starting left back most likely. But like, it's, we've never talked about Anthony Robinson as like, oh, that's one of the best players on the team. He was awesome yesterday and scored a great goal. Probably should have scored another one. Goalie made a great save. Probably should have had two goals yesterday. Guy was awesome. And he's the eighth, ninth best player on the team. If that, so it's like phenomenal. Like I'm like, to me, I walk away from that thinking I actually have high expectations for this team. And when they win, but still don't meet those expectations, I'm like, yeah, we kind of sucked, but we still won. And guys that I consider not the best players on the team, can be the best players on a team that basically lead us to victory. Phenomenal. By the way, Anthony Robinson does backflips when he scores, so I'm going to need him to score some more. I enjoy that He did one yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Did like a, I don't know about gymnastics, like a somersault into a backflip or something like that, backhand spring into a backflip. I don't know what they're called. It's very acrobatic, and I'm I'm here for him scoring more goals to see that happen. What was wrong with Pulisic? Just a bad game? Just an off day? Didn't do any. I mean... He, like, wasn't involved, and it didn't feel like he was involved in anything. Like, it's not like he had, like, turnovers that led to chances because nobody really did that yesterday. There's maybe, like, one. But he just didn't create much. Like, he was far and away, like, of our midfielders and wingers, like, the least creative of the of those players, the five or six guys that played. Well, if he's that bad and they win, you're right. They're pretty good. Right. And that's the thing. Like, obviously, when we play, like, we play Canada on Sunday. Canada's first in in the standings right now at Canada. Probably going to lose. But, like, if we're going to need Pulisic to probably play well in that game, we'll see if Pulisic even plays. They might punt the game and just say whatever. But right. if, if Pulisic plays, if we're going to win, he's probably got to be really good in that game. Like, when we play Mexico, when we go to the World Cup and we play a good country, he has to play. He's going to have to and be he's good. he's going to have to be good. Right, for us to win games. But the fact that we can beat other teams and hopefully, and the, the hope there is that, okay, when we're in the World Cup or when we play Canada or Mexico, if Pulisic plays poorly, the hope is that the rest of the team is good enough that we can be Overcome in the game. It. And then if we get one moment from Pulisic, we win the game. Like that's kind of the hope there is that we're good enough that Christian Pulisic doesn't have to be a superstar for 90 minutes for us to beat a European country or whoever in the World Cup. Do you think they're good enough? Yes. Like we're not going to, you know, we're not going to win the World Cup most likely this time around. Right. But I think we're good enough that like we should be able to play with almost anybody we go up against. And if we get one moment of magic from Pulisic or like Gio Reyna could do it, or there's a few guys that could do it. Weston McKinney that, Hey, we win the game because the rest of the team was good enough to not get just clobbered and run off the field. Jared, are we going to have to pause the show if the World Cup matches are during the during the? Oh, they will be. Yes. No, there's some. I'm not. Oh, I'm not showing up. If we're playing at 10 a.m., sorry. Well, 10, you can show up. I mean, 8 a.m.? Sorry. Why wouldn't we just 
put you guys at a bar or something. So that way Tyler can phone it in while watching the game and we can somehow package it. I'm not talking. I didn't say, I didn't think you would either. I'm saying that we at least make some money off you not talking. Yeah, it will, it will be during the show. They always are. They're always morning games. Yeah, but so are his horse races and his chicken races, and he struggles through yeah, those segments. True. No, we're yeah. I'm not. I'm, I'll take the day off. I don't know what we're doing, but I'm taking the day <laughs> off. And we're playing in, if the world. Like there'll be some. I think that start at 4 a.m. I will as a. So, you'll be up. I'll watch it and then come through the show. As afterwards. a part-time member of management, I will not allow him to take that <laughs> off. I got. PTO. I will put a gre- I will put it in a grievance with HR. I got PTO. I got a dentist appointment that day too. So yeah, I don't worry about that. By the way, <laughs> obviously I'm not. I got to say a a thank you yesterday. To Costa Rica. They beat Panama, which means in the standings right now, the top three go to the World Cup. We're in second, tied with Mexico for second. Uh, We are four points ahead of Panama, who is in fourth place. As long as we stay ahead of fourth place, we automatically qualify for the World Cup. So Costa Rica beat Panama. Thank you very much. I am very disappointed, though. Uh, Jamaica yesterday went up one nothing on Mexico. They were down to 10 men. Got a red card early in that game. They scored. They were up one nothing on Mexico in the 80th minute. Mexico scored twice to come back and win. Brutal. We could have been three in points or at least minute? two points. Yeah, they scored twice after the 80th minute. We could. They scored twice in like 90 seconds. We could have been three or two points clear of Mexico if they had just given up one or no goals to Mexico. In How the many final screens 10. at the house said soccer on yesterday? Uh, three screens yesterday. Two on soccer. One on the Golden Knights. Oh, there were night games. Golden Knights. The right, hockey Golden team Knights. Played. What time were yeah. the soccer, the soccer oh, games? Oh, U.S. and Golden Knights played at the same time. Both okay. started at 4 o'clock. Right. Yeah, not ideal. Not ideal. But both started at 4 o'clock. The interesting thing is what I'm going to do Sunday, because the U.S. kicks off at the same time as the NFC, NFC Championship. Championship. So I guess I'm going two screens and yeah, whatever, Rams, 49ers. One's on a big screen television, I'd imagine. You're not sitting at a bunch of computer screens. Uh, depends on where I sit. Like if I sit in our, I, we've got a, a fairly big TV in our living room downstairs right. and I can put one on like a tablet, but upstairs we have, I've got two TVs mounted on a wall, but they're only like 30 inch TVs. They're not like big TVs, but I can watch two TVs at the same time. What a makeup you got at that right. house. We're actually, hopefully at some point and in the future. And a hole in the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. That too. They came and checked for asbestos yesterday. When was your house built? I don't know. Like it's fairly Ouch. new house, but, uh, Hopefully in the future, on delay because I decided to run a car into my house, but I'm going to put a third TV. In the garage? (laughs) No, upstairs. In the bathroom. Where I currently have two, I'm going to put a third one up there so I have three TVs together. I mean, I don't know. must be weird. You're always doing this stuff. What's your girlfriend doing? Reading. (laughs) And she's okay with all of this? Yeah, she's reading. (laughs) It's her idea. <laughs> to talk yeah. to you as, li- as least amount of time possible. Good idea. Put another TV up there. It'll be great. <laughs> oh, it's going to be fun. All right. Coming up next, Cassie Soto joins the show. Well, tell us about. Uh, oh, hold on, Adrian. I, I'm working on a lot of pieces here. Let me see. I think we've got ourselves Jonathan Abram, Las Vegas Raider safety. Jonathan, do you see me here, bud? There we go. We got it going. Jonathan, you got me? It's the Press Box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. 
That's a classic. What? I enjoy that one. Did she say Bud? Yeah, she called him Bud. Oh, crossing the line. Joining Ooh. us now, Soto of Raiders.com. That's not crossing the line. It's like she wearing a Raider polo shirt. Well, she How embarrassing was that moment for me? Oh, it's great. That's awesome. like three years old now, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I almost forgot about it, but thank you guys for letting me not. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All of our imaging involves you not being engaged. <laughs> Oh, good, good. We can put those ones to rest. No, well, I mean, you know, let's wait. Do we wait. need to make, like, Bridezilla imaging, Jared? I Yes, yes, we do. But okay. I've, I've got some other things. But, you know, you never know how long these engagements last. That's so. true. This could, this could be over. We ha- Don't we have the Cold Stone one? Me singing Cold Stone or mimicking Shakira from the Super Bowl? Hold mimicking on a second. Shakira. We should have oh, the Cold yes, Stone the Shakira sure. from the Super Bowl one's a little scary. But, <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> It was. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> uh, it's very good. It's very good. Uh, Cassie, I have an important question for you. Yes. Have you gotten tickets to the When We Were Young Festival? I didn't, and I was so afraid to put the wait list because they asked for your credit card information already for the wait list. And- like I texted you, very scammy. It does. Ed, Ed, are you aware of what this festival is? No. Okay. Music festival coming to Las Vegas in October. Very. Like, I assumed it was a music festival. Very like Warp Tour type okay. thing. But basically, they announced this festival with like a massive. There's like 65 bands that were going to play on one day on three stages, which okay. people were like doing the math, and it's like that's like 28 minutes per band, right? Right. Which includes setup time on stage. So they were like, "How's this going to work?" And so they did a pre-sale for tickets. You could go in and buy tickets. In the middle of the pre-sale for tickets... Went down? They were like, well, we're announcing a second day. There's now going to be a day two on Sunday. Uh, And then, like a week later, they came out and said, now there's a day three. The next week. With new bands or there's splitting these bands? No, no, same bands play every day. They didn't solve their problem. It's still 65 bands, three stages at the same day. That they're just doing it over the course of three days because they sold enough so tickets. So many tickets, exactly. That they were like, yeah, just keep adding more days, adding more days. Uh, I did get tickets. Cassie did not because she's struggling over there. And then, yeah. Cassie, for three days, they still had a waiting list? Yeah. Well, they on this, it was the first day because I didn't go back. I didn't go back and look. Yeah, they haven't, they haven't sold tickets for the third day yet. You can still, mm-hmm. you still got a shot at third day tickets, Cassie. But well, yeah, the first two sold does out. Your ticket, <clears throat> does your ticket not? Like, is it not for all three days now? It's just for one day? My ticket, I'm pretty positive, is just for Sunday. Oh. But, you, but See, all like the bands are still there. When they give you the there. wristband, when they, like, don't they give you the option to, like, buy all three days at, like, a cheaper rate or something usually? I, well, that's the thing, Cassie. Ed, the important part here is I, we're probably getting scammed. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So like, how much the, money do you want to give these that's people? probably what happened here. So to feel kind of, I've never been more excited to get scammed in my life. Does, the possibility of not getting scammed. Yes. Does the fiance is he ever in charge of these tickets? You got Canelo, you got other stuff. Now you got this music festival. Does he ever do anything, or do you just? You do know everything? what? It's so funny. My, the pre-sale tickets for Bad Bunny went on sale someday during the week, and because Lowe's is a season ticket holder for Allegiant, he got them first, and he's sitting there hovering over like a thousand dollar worth of tickets. And I'm like, man. I really want these, and I decided not to because I thought, man, there's a wedding I'm planning, so I probably should chill. Yeah, you should cut back on the uh, expenses right now. <laughs> yeah, but I Absolutely. was real close to hitting hitting the, the buy button. Really? 
Yeah. Thousand bucks. Yeah. My goodness. Because then we would take two, and then we would resell the other ones. Because I know they're, and I haven't even looked at the resale tickets yet. Because his was the first, right? Because like season ticket holders get first dibs, and then they go on the Ticketmaster and everywhere else afterwards. So I knew I was going to get them at the cheapest rate, and I could have probably turned them it, and made double. It's like a family uh, tradition. So Lowe sells all those football tickets. He's making a complete profit. Now you're selling your concert Well, she said no. She profit. failed. I she could have made some money here. Oh, you could have made some cash. I could have, but I chickened well, out. Yeah, I mean... Between the Review Journal and Raiders.com, you're making a tidy little sum, aren't you? I don't want to <laughs> oh, ask how, how weird. much. He heard his name. He's calling me now. Uh, Los? How, how do I merge calls? Just have Carlos <laughs> on ESPN Radio. Imagine. Do we have the delay on, Jared? <laughs> no, no, no. It's fine. I don't know how to do it, and I don't want to mess it up. I'll call him back. I don't know how to do it. Don't want to mess Los it up. Los is mad we're putting it out there that he resells those football tickets. Yeah, oh, that's a shame, Los. What, what are you talking about? That's, that's free advertising. Yeah, that's like People now know, all right, I need to hit up this guy. The ticket guy. That's the ticket yeah, guy. Go make some money. Yeah, parking passes, too, I think. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Uh, Cassie, did you watch Mexico struggle to beat Jamaica last night? I didn't want to. I had the USA game on, actually. You'd be proud wow, of me. Wow, I am proud of you. Look at you go. Yeah, I did for a little bit, and I was like, ah, this is too much, Tyler. Oh, Got to switch it. Come on. Turn it off. We yeah. won. Then I think I took the dogs on a walk. Oh, it was, uh, wasn't no. it well, it was early. At least you said dogs. I was going to say there's an S at the end of that. <laughs> thank goodness the other. Thank goodness the one you've given up on gets a walk. Plural. Both. I haven't played Corgi Dash in a long time. I deleted yeah, it. Yeah, how's that? How's that doing, by the way? Well, once we got ads taken off of it because Google thought we were doing some illegal stuff, I guess. Because we, you guys were doing some illegal stuff. Yeah, we weren't, though, but mm. they caught, like, he didn't fill up his form or something weird, so they took off ads, so we weren't making money on it, so, uh, uh, I no know. Point in it. I just pulled it up. It's I can a, still play it. It's in development development uh, issues right now. What did so, they think yeah. you were doing? I don't remember. It's it was, like, little, this long form. Well, it's a little dog running. So they had heard <laughs> they had heard about this, uh, one of the people involved in the app had been known for stealing large amounts of ice cream, and so they did an investigation. You know what's so funny? I had a dream the other day that I was back at working at Cold Stone. And, and those were simpler times. Was that a and dream or a of, nightmare? Do you think I could just stop what I'm doing and go back to making eight twenty-five an hour, and, like, that would be okay for my life? You would get free ice cream every night. Y'all would get free ice cream we every would? night. Whoa, we'd pull, we'd pull right, up we the back. cars. We'd pull up the cars, and you'd back it out. You'd back out some tubs of ice cream? Oh, yeah. All the gummy bears. How do we get Cassie fired so she has to go work (laughs) in Cold Stone again? (laughs) That's going to be my new goal every time you come on, Cassie. I I can't believe Raiders.com has let her come on this many times. (laughs) It's kind of my dream to, yeah, just win, like, mega bucks or something and just buy multiple franchises and just be an ice cream shop owner. That's your dream? I think so. I think it is now. Aim low. You can make it. Wait, why? You want to own? That sounds like a bad dream. It sounds like a great dream. Just waking up every day knowing you own ice cream, an ice cream parlor and get to go make ice cream. How's that would, not a dream? Well, if I owned it and I had that much money, I'd have other people making it. I might just come in, like, have a cup or something, like it, love it, got to have it. You know, I have a got to have it each day with, like, the uh, peanut butter and chocolate. I don't know. I'd have other people working. I wouldn't be working at all if I, if I was a oh, I'd love it. It was so much fun. It was simpler times. Owning slash running a restaurant or any type of place that sells store sounds like the worst possible life path you could choose. <laughs> Not if everyone's doing the work for you, though. 
You just got to show up. I mean, if I everyone's doing the work for you. I think it's going to take a long time before you get to the point where you just show up. Well, yeah. she said, uh, I mean, she said she won Megabucks, so she would be fine. Right. That is She'd a be hemorrhaging money. That'd be a horrible way to spend your Megabucks. Why? I'm kind of what with are you, you though. Buy? A car? A car that you can run into? No. A house? No, what you you put it in like an annuity where it will pay out small amounts basically for the rest of your life so that you don't have to work. Nah, I want ice cream. <laughs> you can buy ice cream. You, you actually want could buy a lot of ice cream. You, you could go there every day and not have to hassle them, <laughs> I guess. You don't have to buy the store and anything, to have ice cream. If anything, what you should do is, if it's publicly traded, buy stock in it. I just want, no, I want my own franchise. You can uh, buy like an ice cream maker and have it installed in your house. Now that's an option, I See? guess. See, that is way better than I gotta buy seven cold stones and run them. <laughs> would you, uh, if you won Megabucks, would uh, would um, Estrus have to work again? No, no way. He'd just play soccer and like hang out and watch. Would soccer you games? let him play soccer? I'd buy him a soccer field. Wow, soccer field, <laughs> a whole field. <laughs> You, so buy, you, you buy yes. all of Los's tickets to the Raiders. That too. Yes, probably. All the when we, I just, I would put on the when we were young tour, Tyler. Oh, could you, I think you could do better than them, by the way. I feel like I could. I don't, I, I would actually feel more confident giving you $300 than I would <laughs> giving these people $300. And I don't trust I would, you at all. Uh, excuse me. If, I mean, that's fair. Your tickets were 300 for two? No. Per, per no, ticket. Per, one. per? Yeah. Boy, I've got to start doing and, what you guys ooh. do. With oh, the money. Also, the, the, fees, the fees were ridiculous on the on the Oh yeah, tickets. it was two hundred and forty five dollar ticket, but and then it got up to three? Over a little over three for the for okay. the total ticket. And it was put on by the same people who did Astro World, which if you'll recall went really, really well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> about it. They got my money. Who wanted to go to this thing more? You or Estrus? Uh, I think him. Really? So you're not yeah. completely bummed that you got shut out? Uh, I mean, I'm sad because if we if we don't end up going and it's the time of everybody's lives, then I'll be really upset. The time of but everybody's, everybody's lives. lives. No but, chance now, that's gonna happen. but now there's two other days that I could go to, so we'll see what happens. And if the first day's a disaster, then I'll feel great and just make fun of Tyler for wasting 300 or Probably like $700, right, Tyler? Yeah. Well, I'm going the second day, not the first ah. day. So they'll, we will, they will figure out all the problems in day one, and day two will be perfect. What date is it? March. Uh, oh. Some Sunday in October. Oh, so you're not dealing with like 115 No. God, no. Okay. It'll be all beautiful right. out. Okay. Be it's, like the 11, it's the 11-year anniversary weekend. Oh, oh wow. No. Jesus. Oh, God. October 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. 23rd is uh, the anniversary. Wow. Good for and you. And he wanted yeah. to spend it with thousands of people other than you. He yeah. wanted to get to that concert and just spend it with thousands yeah. of people. It's going to be great. This is what I get. after A year after Canelo, we'll be spending it with a bunch of <laughs> yeah, people in tight, skinny jeans. All right. Get out of here, Cassie. I'll be wearing right, those kid. tight, skinny See jeans. See you later, Los. Bye. <laughs> People Lose. in their mid to late 30s in tight, skinny <laughs> jeans. That's what it's going to be. And it's going to be a great day. Can't wait. Very excited. You didn't know who Elliot Gould was.
I don't need to know who that is. <laughs> All right, I, hold on. I sent you the picture. I had never seen this man before in my Ever? life. Ever? No. Even on Friends? Well, he wasn't on every episode, so I get that. Well, hold I mean, on, was... Ed. I'll try to show you the picture I sent Tyler real quick. because uh, yeah, Was it, it the Friends version? No. No, oh, this guy's oh. like in a jail. I've never seen this before. Oh, okay. In... The he... long goodbye version. Yeah, long goodbye. So, okay. All right. I would, I would imagine that you might, you might, you might, you might recognize on a friend's yeah. picture, but you wouldn't recognize him. Don't there. know that. All right, here it's we an go. Iconic picture. We got tickets to the East West Shrine Bowl, February third at Allegiant Stadium. A four pack of tickets for you. You can buy them at shrinebowl.com or win four from us right now. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. 702-364-1100. We will take caller number six at 702-364-1100. Following the Kansas City-Buffalo divisional round game, is there any chance, Ian, that the league takes a look at changing the overtime rules? Because once again, you had a playoff game where a team won the toss and won the game. Yeah, I think they're going to take a look at it. Um, I don't know if, if they'll do something. But when the NFL makes changes, it happens slowly. It always happens way more slowly than anybody wants. So when they went from sudden death to, well, you know, it's sudden death unless you don't get a touchdown – then it took a long time, and I think there were some traditionalists, some diehards who didn't want it to happen. Um, and they pushed and pushed and pushed, and finally there was a little bit of movement. Plus, at the time, the focus was more on, you know, the. Oh, just got a text. I gotta go. <laughs> well, now, there goes Ian Ravenport with us on the hotline. You're locked in the press box. What was that? Ian Rappaport was doing a radio interview. His radio, okay. Yeah, and in the middle of it, he He got got a text, text and he needed to go break news. (laughs) So not only did he curse on radio because, (laughs) you know, he's a seasoned professional. Right, he's... He's like on TV every day yes. with the yes. NFL Network. But he immediately just goes, I got it, and then hangs up before finishing <laughs> his sentence so that he can tweet out, the Raiders are interviewing Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels. Yes. That's great. That's great. Because that's because you're, you're right. He is He's a professional. Like, he is on television every single day. This isn't a guy who, like, never goes on TV and it wouldn't cross your mind. Oh, you can't cuss when you're talking on radio or whatever. He's on TV every day. That's good sound. Good sound. I, I just it, it's a it's a slow burn. Seeing so many tweets about um, Josh McDaniels, I I don't know if it's a done deal, but it sure seems like it's leaning heavily towards him. Well, okay, I still I still enjoy very much that Vic Tafer wrote the story earlier in the week that McDaniels and Ziegler was a package deal. It was going to happen for the Raiders, and then all of a sudden it fell apart. Right, and then like the next day, Josh McDaniels is interviewing with the Raiders to happen again every every way this has been reported now suggests it's basically a done deal which to me to me that implies very heavily mark davis decided ziegler was going to be his general manager and Mm -hmm. ziegler was like if you make me the general manager i'm bringing bringing mcdaniels and that that's the way this went yeah so we'll see if that works out well for the raiders um Ziegler bringing McDaniels over. I here's the thing. Do, uh, let me ask you this: Is McDaniels a good hire? Like, if we we're in here on Monday and they I mean, hired McDaniels, are we talking about that as a, a good hire? I think there's a lot worse hires. I think there's oh, a lot good. worse hires. That's not a good sign. If if yeah, your immediate first right. thought is, it could be worse. Yeah. How many better hires are there? 
I how mean, many how I, many hires are we saying? Oh yeah, ben, that would be. I know better. Ben this morning thought, unless I thought he misspoke or unless I didn't hear it right, that he thought he was better than Harbaugh. I would take Jim Harbaugh over Josh McDaniels. Right. I so, would take of all the people that they've interviewed. I mean, can I sit here and say I think Byron Leftwich Leftwich would be better? I don't know that. I don't know if Byron Leftwich would be better than Josh McDaniels. Bienemy. But did Flores? The well, no. That's the, yeah, that's that's yeah, also the point. Right. Like, um, I mean, Caldwell. Caldwell to me, like, yeah. dude, won with the Lions. Yep. Like, what are you just? Like, yeah. He he won with the Lions. You're the Raiders. I wanted to ask Vahe, and I missed on that. Every year now, and it doesn't appear Bienemy got as many interviews this time around as other times, right? He must like, just you be... saw these lists, and you didn't see you didn't see his name out there as much. He he must need to absolutely hit a home run in the interview for him to even be like actually considered. Yeah. I that's the only thing that makes sense to me because you can't you can't keep seeing what the, the offense of the Chiefs is doing and not go. He's playing a bit of a role. Yeah, Nathaniel Hackett getting hired is he's basically in the same situation as Bienemy, right? Offensive coordinator, great quarterback, team that wins a lot. Granted. Not often in the playoffs, but team that wins a lot with a Doesn't great quarterback, and great offense. Right. That's I don't know. That's just like that's what Eric Bieniemy's been for a long time, right? There's yeah. just one, you know, minor difference. Yeah, small difference. Nobody should notice. Nobody would notice at all. Uh we got chicken races. Oh no. Not gonna start until after the show. Very unfortunate. But we got we got paid chicken races. Ooh, oh, he's gonna win. Some, you can make some cash today. Yeah, I mean, we normally you can always make some cash, but it's like ten dollars to the winner. This is gonna be. Uh, I I can't find the payouts exactly, but this is it's gonna be like seventy five bucks to the winner. Ooh, here, is would be it's my guess around race. that seventy five eighty bucks. Are you yeah. uh, racing your best chicken? Uh, we have our best chicken in one. Uh, I accidentally just put a bad chicken in a fifteen dollar race. Ooh. <laughs> Because I was trying to listen to you bums ramble on about <laughs> Eric Bienemy, and I selected the wrong chicken, so I blame you two. Uh, but we got some chicken races. We're going to make some money. Guess what? 407, our expensive chicken that sucked. You remember 407? Yeah. He finished third yesterday. Oh, We got him on owner. the podium. New owner. 407. Wow. What a superstar he's going to be. But no, we're about to win $75 in like two minutes. It's going to be great. Chicken Derby.